0: Hi, my name is Dan Ariely and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives.
1: Dan's guest this week is Carrie Morwich, assistant professor in the Department of Social and Decision Sciences at Carnegie Mellon University. So Carrie, we're in Chicago and what, what are we doing here? we're at a conference looking at uh, for the society of judgment and decision making and uh, you sound excited it is exciting
0: <laughs> um okay so i wanted you to tell me a little bit about this research you're doing about dreams how can somebody serious who does substantial research do, do stuff on dreams
1: well dreams are fascinating i mean there there's a lot of there's been a lot of excitement about what people think about unconscious thought in the last um, 10 or 20 years. And there's a lot of in evidence that um, unconscious thoughts that we have influence a lot of our behaviors and our thoughts and our judgments. You mean ours or other people's? Both ours and other people's. So, like, give me an example. Um, so, for example, um, you could think about primes. Um, so, if you have people, if you hand someone a hot cup of coffee, they're more likely to think of you as a warm person.
0: Can't, no, I, I don't believe that. You give somebody a hot cup of coffee and you ask them how warm eyes the person they think you're warmer
1: they think you're a nicer person than if you give them a cold uh cold beverage
0: wow so what what does this say about uh, parties and using alcohol versus hot
1: tea well yeah so you might think of you might want hot alcohol like a hot toddy right
0: oh very good so it might a spike your cider and warm cider and stuff like that yeah it'd probably be better okay so we have one good practical advice for life you're hosting a party you want people to think good things about you you give them some warm...
1: Something warm to drink. Warm
0: to drink, okay. So that's kind of unconscious. That you basically transfer the feeling of warmth to the other person. And if you're made aware of this, you probably don't think this happens.
1: Right, so these priming effects have a lesser effect on your behavior and judgment when you're aware of the primes and when you're not. Okay, so how does this lead us to dreams? Well, dreams are a really fascinating aspect because most unconscious thought we don't have access to. So because it's unconscious, right, we aren't unaware of it. But dreams are unconscious thoughts. They occur while we're asleep, and sometimes we remember them. So dreams are sort of the perfect area in which we can look at um, how people sort of interpret and make, uh, sort of consider the meaningfulness of these kinds of unconscious thoughts themselves. Okay, so what what did you actually study? So what we did first was we asked people in three countries, the United States, India, and South Korea, um, to see what kinds of theories of, of dreams they endorsed. Theory of dreams they endorsed. You asked them like this, what theory of dream do you endorse? Oh, we Not exactly that way. So what we did was we gave them descriptions of four of the major theories of dreaming. So one is that um, so the Freudian theory is sort of the best way of capturing it. The dreams reveal sort of emotions and beliefs that are buried in the unconscious, and these come to, to the surface in dreams. Another is sort of the problem-solving idea of dreams, that dreams basically help you... Um, structure memory and thought so that you're better able to solve problems a third is um, one more about learning so dreams um, sort of help you um, remove things from memories the sort of unnecessary components of experience so if you just keep the that final necessary components. Mm-hmm. And the last is that dreams are random. So um, there's basically just activation of the pons, an area of the brain is causing sort of vivid hallucinations that we know as dreams.
0: Okay. And, and most likely all four of those are correct at some level, right?
1: Yeah. Each of them has some kind of correct aspect. So you describe those four to people in those three countries and you ask them which one do you think is the most prevalent one? Well, we did two things. First, we asked them um, which, how, how true do you think each of these uh, theories are and then we said, which is your favorite? And, and the Freudian one was probably a big hit? Big hit. So basically over 50% of people in the United States endorsed thought the Freudian theory was their favorite. W- were these people uh, under treatment at the moment? No, these were actually uh, hard science students at MIT. Wow! Scientists at MIT thought of Freud, huh? Right. So fifty percent of scientists at MIT thought that Freud was sort of the best, had the best representation of. Freud.
0: By the way, there's a good chance that they are still going overgoing psychotherapy. It doesn't mean that if they're scientists at MIT, they're not in psychotherapy. It's
1: true, but they're probably less likely to be in psychotherapy than
0: other aspects of the population. You've been to MIT. You remember the students there?
1: I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then um, dreams were also the most, the Freudian theory of dreams was also the most popular in South Korea and in India. And uh, in those countries, almost two thirds of the people thought that as their favorite theory. Wow. So okay. then, so that was the interesting first step. So we wanted to see sort of what theories of dreams people endorse. And the next step was really to see how to compare the information that's revealed in dreams to other kinds of information. Um, so you might have, for example, a dream of a plane crashing before you're scheduled to take a flight, or you might have a thought of your plane crashing.
0: Oh, so would you think that if you had a dream, it's kind of more informative? You should take more insurance than if you just had a thought of it.
1: Well, that was the question we were looking at. So how and? do you compare? And so, in fact, people think dreams are much more um, informative than unconscious.
0: Wow! So, so than. they think that the moment they dream about something, there's somehow more information. Somehow, it's more true. It's more about the future. It kind of they, they are more. Uh, kind of predicting the future in their dreams and in their thoughts?
1: Right. So what we did was we compared, um, we asked people how likely would you be to cancel or miss your flight the next day if you had the following occur to you the night before. A dream of your plane crashing, um, an actual plane crash on your scheduled route, um, a thought of your plane crashing, or if the Department of Homeland Security increased the threat index to orange, indicating a high risk of a terrorist attack. And it was the, the dreams. And so dreams were as likely to make people cancel or miss their flight as an actual crash on the route. And both were more likely to make them miss their flight than um, either the federal warning or a conscious thought.
0: Well, you know, the federal warning is always on orange. This, that doesn't really t- tell
1: you much. But that's amazing. So dreams, actually, people read a lot into dreams. They do. And we, ha- um, in the project, we also looked at um, what kinds of influences... They, their interpretations have on their attitudes towards friends and how they interpret that kind of information. So, for example? So, for example, we had people imagine a dream in which um, they had a, we had people um, write down the initials of a same-sex friend, and then we had them flip a page. We asked them to imagine that they had a dream in which their friend either defended them from someone trying to hurt them um, or uh, kissed their s- recent or most recent significant other in an intimate way. Um, and then we asked them how close they felt to their friend and how meaningful that dream was. And the dream was more meaningful if it was a dream than if it was just information. So people thought it was more meaningful if um, relative to a control condition where we just asked them to imagine they had a dream in which their friend appeared um, when, they, when they imagined their friend defending them. But we found that the meaningfulness but people who, had the, who uh, imagined the dream of their friend kissing their significant other um, reported being less close to their friend.
0: Wow. So, so two, two questions for you. So first, uh, what are the practical implications? Like can you invent a new dream machine that would help
1: people dream more positive things and uh, maybe act on them? Well, I think the most most interesting finding, aside from sort of the aspect of how important people think, dreams are is that they also uh, use the motivated interpretations um, so people tend to believe dreams that reaffirm important beliefs like beliefs in, about re- religious beliefs um, but they also interpret dreams in accordance to their desires so when they have a dream of something positive they think of it as being more important than a dream of something negative and so i think the interesting implication of this work is that it sort of gives people privy to the fact that their interpretation of dreams is not always ex- as unbiased as they think it is. And so uh, ironically, actually, think talking to someone else like a psychotherapist might help you better interpret your dreams.
0: Very good. Last question, Kerry. What was your last dream?
1: I really don't remember my dreams too well. Come on. I think most of my dreams that I remember are sort of forgetting to do something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what does this tell you? Uh, probably um tend to forget to do things pretty frequently. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, Professor of Behavioral Economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.